Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. All right. Thanks for joining us, everyone, for our discussion call on week. This would be week. I don't know what week it is, Kim. It's week... It, well, it's week three, four. No, it's three, four. Yes, yeah, three, four. We're in three, four. I just go by what's on the forum. <laughs> but it's, it's our second... it's week yes. four. It's our discussion for our week three call, which was yes. relationships. Yeah, uh, looking at synastry charts. Uh, be- before we get started. Uh, who's here? Let's just say hi to everyone. Everyone who's here. Hi, it's Michael. Uh, know... I'm here. Hey, hey Michael. Hi. hi. And uh, Quilly. Hello, here. Marilyn. Oh, Marilyn's here too. Are you, Marilyn? Yes, are I'm you Cal? Are you Cal? No. Where are you? Oh, there you are. Okay. Who's that? Hello. Oh, hi. I hope you didn't listen. <laughs> you're not coming through is that Marilyn that's not coming through what you can't hear me oh now I oh, can. can now yeah yeah all good yeah great yeah it's all cool it, it, it was oh, just done it, uh, uh, it was um, internet explorer glitch um, but anyway I've got chat and call so uh, I've succeeded thank you oh, congratulations I'm so excited about that. Yeah, because we're trying to work that out for a while now. That's great. And Joe's in the chat. And uh, let's get started. uh, Before we go straight into the synastry side of this, to look at uh, play more with what we talked about last week, there were a couple questions, and I just wanted to clear them up while I think about them, because otherwise... um, I'll forget. I've already forgot. Quilly, you had a question. I kind of forgot what that was. Where did you? I couldn't even find where you posted it. <laughs> Do you remember what that was? Something about to uh, clear up for the call. Oh, I don't. I just remember what I posted five minutes ago, and that's before that. It's gone. <laughs> oh, okay. I can relate. All righty. Well, I, I'll. I'll find that again and we'll go for it. But uh, Marilyn, I think you reminded me of that I said I was going to just clarify the difference between when you're looking at a chart and you have a sign on the cusp or a rising sign, whatever, and the, the difference between that and having a planet, particularly a personal planet, in that sign. So just, Marilyn, we could use your chart as an example if we'd uh, like, and we can see... But you've got uh, the sun in Virgo. And when you have the sun in Virgo, there are certain qualities of Virgo that you're going to grow into, that you're going to expand out and become. It's, it's innate. It's part of you because we know the planets are the energy, right? They're the actors on the stage. And there's what is acting, what is using. 
the the sign is the costume. So there's something about your purpose and power and uh, and uh, expression in life that has that Virgo energy. Now, if you have Virgo, let's say uh, we're just going to uh, switch your chart around, make it a little different. And let's say Virgo is on your second house cusp. Yeah, that's mine, so that's good. <laughs> Virgo's on your second house cusp. Now, that doesn't mean that you have Virgo qualities when it comes to uh, your uh, fine money and finances or your approach to your possessions or your uh, particularly Virgo um, uh, core values. doesn't mean that it, it, because the houses are the environment. So just because you walk into a, you know, you find yourself in a tropical lush environment doesn't mean that you uh, have um, skin that will tan very beautifully in the sun and you know how to swim. And it, you, it is something that you have to learn. You have to acquire this, this approach. So if you have Virgo on the second house cusp or wherever it is in your chart, you need to kind of get organized. You need to get some plan and structure and work with fine details in that area of life. If you also have sun in Virgo, that's going to be wherever it is, whether it's in the first or second house, that's going to be easier for you because that is one of your innate qualities that you're developing. If you have sun in, let's say, Pisces opposite, and it's over in the other side of the, the chart, your Virgo house is possibly going to be one that's going to take you a while to acclimatize to. It's not a given. What I'm saying is house cusp signs aren't a given in that area of life. They're a requirement. And you may have to develop that requirement. It's going to be uh, easy if you have planets in that sign, and it's going to be maybe a little more challenging if that sign is kind of foreign to your orientation. Does, does that clarify that? Yeah, thanks. Okay, Especially great. when you mention it's a requirement, yeah, not a given. Yeah, just think of it that way. It's a requ- yeah, I should have just said that. Requirement, not given. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to make it too complex, but uh, it's important to realize that. Just, we all have all 12 signs of the zodiac in our chart, and that is part of us, but some of those areas of life and signs are going to feel more familiar and easier to express, and others take some learning and development. Radio. So, are there any questions straight off the bat? Uh, how did you find the materials and um, and so forth? <laughs> uh, did you have fun looking at some synastry charts? And who wants to jump in with that? Well, this is Quilly, and and Kim, you did a great job of kind of parsing the. Um, the synastry between me and my uh, late husband and ex-boyfriend, because uh, oh, that was uh, really interesting, and and you know, and then the conclusion that I, you know, we drew was that I am going to push and pull with people just because of the in my own chart with Uranus uh, square my Moon. So <laughs> it, these other people contributed to that. Because you know of things in their chart, my husband, um, oh, especially because his Uranus is the same as mine since we're the same uh-huh. age, and um, 
And just, you know, and then the other guy, because his moon trines my moon, and that kind of pulls that in. And and I, I and right, this, just before I, this started, uh, someone asked a question about part of fortune. I think that was Marilyn. And yes. I went back and checked, and my my part of fortune was con, is was conjunct my. Um, husband's uh, moon in Sagittarius, exactly. Um. And then with the ex-boyfriend, his part of fortune was conjunct my north node. I posted that right before this started, so nobody had a chance to comment. Okay, yeah, no, I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, so I'm just wondering, you know, along with the other things that, you know, the major things we go for, I never even thought about, part of fortune really playing a big role and maybe it doesn't but um that's the question i had because okay, yeah yeah uh, and i also while you were talking i remembered your uh, other question <laughs> um so we'll go, we'll get to that as well um i what we need to do is remember that people are like permanent transits. So whatever they've got in their chart is going to be like a transit chart for us whenever we're around them. And like attracts like. So what we are in touch with, what we are focused on, or maybe what's unconscious but is re- we are resisting that really wants to wake up, that's what we're going to attract to us in the other person. This actually feeds in perfectly to your question. The the question you had, I don't know where you posted it, but it was basically if a client comes in and is asking, you know, who, what, what should I be looking for in a partner? What sign suits me? And you actually do get this question a lot. Like, who would be a good match? Is it going to be a Taurus with a, you know, fiery moon? Or is it, you know, this or that? And the thing is... <laughs> Jeanette, I don't know, you might be able to explain this better than me, but you, you, it's not the mind that reaches out rationally and chooses the partner. You think it does. Like you go on um, eHarmony or whatever and you put out all your traits and you say what you want. And, uh, and maybe part of that is like I want an Aries <laughs> or I want to <laughs> – but it's, you get in your mind, you think you know what you want, but you're going to attract what you need in terms of what's going to activate the part of you that you're either totally resisting or the part of you that uh, you're putting a, a lot of focus on, uh, depending on what's, what you have to ignore to, to hone that focus. I get it. You guys, let's just do a little, uh, a little pop quiz for an example. Uh, we, we've done this before, but let's do it again. Uh, and if you're you're listening in to the recording, just get a pen or open up a, a notepad on your computer. I'm going to ask you 12 questions, and you're going to answer with a number, 0 to 10. 0 is uh, doesn't happen, don't know it, completely foreign. Who does that? <laughs> 10 is that's me every day, all the time. Okay, are you ready? Sounds good. Yep. Okay. So let's do this little quiz. <clears throat> i got to look at the chart so I get this right. Um, this varies. <laughs> I never write this down, so it varies a bit. Okay, to what degree, 0 to 10, do you feel like you are out there in the world shining forth and being who you are? 
zero to ten. I want to take two. Okay, next question. To what degree do you feel that you are living and expressing, you're nurturing, you feel needed, you feel that you can give and respond on an intimate, nurturing, instinctual um, uh, level and that allows for deep emotional expression? Hey, ask that one way. Ask it again, Kim. Okay, emotions. How much are you expressing your deep, deepest core emotions? Do you feel in your environment, your your uh, communing on an emotional level? Uh, number three, how how's your communication? Do you feel that you can uh, talk your <laughs> talk your walk? No. <laughs> Yeah, you can say what you mean and have this flowing, dynamic dialogue in whatever uh, form. Are you communicating? And now, relationships. Do you feel that your uh, relationships, partnerships, sharing in life, whether it's business, do you feel that there's a beautiful flow in that? And also, this is kind of has an A and B component. A is... How's your relationships flowing? And B, uh, how's your sensuality? How are you in your body? Do you feel like you are um, the god or goddess of of the universe, or uh, do you cover your body and not? Or do you feel disconnected? Give us a number there. Uh, healthy aggression. Do you assert your will? How well do you get your way? Where are you being the boss? Do you feel like you're in command of your life? Zero to ten. Okay, adventure and 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 expression. Do you feel like an expansive person that can say what they believe and step out into the world with utter confidence, or do you feel more shy or timid or you know cautious about moving forward? Responsibility. Do you feel that you are a grown-up? <laughs> Do you feel that you... <laughs> I'm going to just leave it at that. <laughs> we all know what that means. Are you a grown-up? Are you, do you um, uh, take care of your own bills and, and make your way in the world with uh, strength and empowerment? Uh, innovation. How free are you? Do you feel that you're able to do what you want, say what you want, step inside or outside any social paradigm? How free are you? Is this next question is more like communion. Are you feeling connected to your vision of the divine, whether that's God or source or universe? How is your at-oneness? with all life. And the last one is power. <laughs> do you, uh, it, it kind of bleeds into a few of the other ones, but do you feel empowered? Do you walk in the universe as a, a powerful person? All right, put your pens down. <laughs> put your mouses down. Um, <laughs> Yeah, you don't have to answer this out loud. What? Who's laughing? <laughs> Just put the mouse down. That was cute. Put your mouse down. <laughs> okay. Now, 
all you have to do, we could analyze this in depth later, but all I want you to do is look at your two, one or two lowest scores. What got, you know, there might have been some zeros or there might have been some ones or twos. Not sure how you all did, but circle your two lowest scores. And that, you could probably, as I talked, you realize we were going through the planets. We were looking at the planets. Um, that lowest score is going to be the, the, that planet, that sign that it rules. That's your next relationship. So remember the one that was A and B? Was that number four? Yes, that's Venus. The first one was Venus as Libra, and the second one was Venus as Taurus. Okay, Venus. Okay. Number f- yeah, okay, that was my lowest one. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So as Taurus mm-hmm. or uh, as... Yeah, so both of okay. them are pretty low. So I'd be Venus. So I'm looking for a Taurus okay. or... Or these qualities that that it's not no you're not looking you do mm-hmm. not have to look you, you the, could even try to explain it yeah you could try to avoid them <laughs> this <laughs> is your next relationship <laughs> this is how it works so that's okay? and um, basically that's Libra and Taurus right yeah yeah oh, okay now, well I, I I spend half my week talking to a Taurus and the other half talking to a Libra. My friend, they're, they're not. It's not a a love relationship, but basically, lots of Libra and Taurus talk. You know, I think that's a good point, Kim. Don't you think that it isn't always in the form of a love relationship, but just relationships in general? I mean, it could be a colleague, oh, yeah. it could be a friend. Absolutely, that could be your next business partnership. But it will, if it is tapping into this part of yourself that you're not expressing. Right, because this is our lowest score, so this is uh, not us, right? <laughs> this is like <laughs> I don't know this this part of me. It's you, of course. There is you. that is that is what this is what you want to develop. This is what you want to bring out in yourself, and you're going to do that by attracting another person to be a, a permanent transit in that area of your chart or on that planet that is going to activate. And you will love or unlove it, <laughs> like or unlike it, to the degree that you're feeling ready to explore this this territory that seems foreign to you. But it's all you. So you can. Yeah. You, Sorry, you can. Kim. I just. Oh, yes. Just one quick. Sorry about that, Kim. Um, I I just lost what you said. What the numbers represented. Zero, it, oh, that would have made it hard to do the test. I'm so sorry. No, 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 not the one to ten, the one to, the, the question from one to ten. Oh, I've got you. Okay, so, sorry. See, what I usually do is say the sun and then say it, but I know with you guys, if I do that, it's going to tilt your brain yeah. and you won't get a real through answer. So <laughs> let's go smart. through. Number one is the sun. Number two is the moon. Number three is Mercury. Number okay. four is Venus A and B. Number five, it's just going through the planets in the yes. planetary order. Um, number, d- does that mean you have it now? Do you want me to go through them all? Yeah. No, that's cool for me. 
Okay. Command. All right. See. What's that, Michael? Command. If you just mentioned what the other planets represent by the word oh, command, okay. then. So oh, five so Mars, Mars. Is yeah, that Mars. what you're saying? Yeah. Mars is healthy aggression and assertion. I'm the boss. Uh, Jupiter is expansion. Saturn is the grown-up, the responsibility. Uranus is the freedom and the innovation. And I don't care about social paradigms because I'm, yeah, you know, <laughs> Uranus. Uh, Neptune is communion with the divine and Pluto is empowerment. Now, of course, the planets are not that simple. But this is a very simple little quiz that you can, mm -hmm. it's hard to give yourself now. You, you look at the plants and you, the brain interprets and you get in the way of it. But when you get a pop quiz like that and you're not really thinking about what planet we're talking about, you're just answering the question, you get those low scores are going to be pretty um, uh, accurate. Okay. Did really I go clever. through that? too fast did we if you guys need um just look at your a chart that you did from astro.com and in the lower box underneath the wheel it goes sun moon mercury venus mars it has the order of the planets this is the order of their um uh, as they expand out to the solar system and that is your list the sun is number one moon is number two when you get to venus i gave you two a and b because yeah, it felt like doing that at the time. <laughs> let's face it, Libra and Taurus style Venus is very different. One's mm -hmm. irrational and intellectual, and the other is just sensual and physical. Oh, that's the I don't have. It's the Taurus. <laughs> okay. Well, how'd so you do with the Venus and, and Libra? Uh, Libra, uh, pretty well. Because, uh, you know, I'm an artist, that's fine, but it's the physical part that <laughs> my head is separated from my body. There's a big space in where my neck should be. <laughs> Kim, okay. I, found, I found that really interesting, Kim, because as we were doing it, before you mentioned what the actual numbers represent, re represented, I just said yes. to myself immediately the moon, and it's interesting the two charts, the charts I've put on, which I haven't commented on yet, um, they all come back to the moon, uh, Capricorn moon, which is, yes. yeah, it's really interesting. Mm. Mm, mm. Uh, yeah. That was fascinating. <clears throat> yeah, for me, the moon in Taurus, it was very strong. For me, like the other... Um, Participant, the woman who mentioned um, Venus and Libra and Venus and Taurus. That's clearly yes. Um, my moons in Taurus, my rising's Libra, and those were the two lowest uh, scores that I had. Wow. Right. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So. Yeah, yeah. So when we find ourselves doing that, so what you're saying is. That what's going to come into our life next is a is a person who's going to be a permanent transit to that. Yeah, oh. that's how that's how it works. Like attracts like, and it's not necessarily what you think you like, <laughs> right, Jeanette? Right. It's not what you think you like. It's what is really like you. <laughs> this is what, and that's often 
something that we're not in touch with, whether we're consciously repressing it or it's just not an area that we've developed yet. We don't have to make it seem like a, a huge big deal. It's not this, you know, uh, like we've got it locked in the cellar and boarded, boarded up and um, it's this monster. It's just a part of us that we haven't developed yet. And uh, the beauty of astrology is that we can see where these areas are and they shift and change, of course. They shift and change. And uh, we can look at the chart and we can get it, get uh, in alignment with what we're expressing through a little pop quiz, quiz like that. And then know, okay, so what's next? Like, for example, with your, with your moon, Marilyn, at 15 Capricorn, can mm-hmm. anyone just know right away what's going to be activating and actually already is activating, but um, has anyone looked at the transits recently? Pluto. Yeah. Yeah, Pluto, which moves very slowly. Uh, so you get lots of time to to work with the tra- transformation that comes along with it. And uh, basically, you're in orb of Pluto conjunct and will be for the next couple of years and have been, mm-hmm. you know, for the last year or more. And that means that there is focus and attention on that Capricorn moon and everything that it represents for you. It's a symbol of something in you and that's being activated. And of course, when we have, here's how relationships go. I don't know if you have ever said this, but I'll say, oh my God, that's my Jupiter transit or, oh, he's my Saturn transit. <laughs> or <laughs> because you'll have, you can tell I didn't like that one. Um, <laughs> we, we have uh outer planet transits to our personal planets, like, for example, Pluto over the moon, and that is going to be, there are just layers and layers of how that is expressed in our daily life, and it's going to be people who have uh, maybe are very strong Pluto with a... um, they they might have Pluto and Virgo, which is going to be trying your moon. They may have um, a strong Scorpio component with Sun and Capricorn on your moon. But it's going to be a reiteration <laughs> of your outer planet transit. Well, they they just all are synchronistic symbols of what's happening to you right now. Who in the forum said it's all me? <laughs> That's Right. <laughs> it's all it's, it's, back, back it's very interesting. Sorry, it's yeah. very interesting, Kim, because I haven't commented on those charts because I only just got them on there this morning. But um, yeah, that the past partner was a whole lot of, the, the longest one was a whole lot of um, Saturn. Um, so many Saturn Venus, a lot of Saturn influence there. Um, and uh, the other one I put on, which is a friend, because you know he's otherwise committed at this point in time. Um, that is, um, his Venus sits on top of my moon, and, he's, and there's a double Jupiter moon trine. So it's um, that it has been part of the unfolding of the uh, Pluto transit, which has been a, quite a, an experience that actually I've not experienced before. Um, you know, that kind of support and ease and comfort, you know, with Venus and Jupiter being there, which is, you know, uh, quite amazing. Wow. 
Right. Well, I've yeah, and thanks for putting those charts up. You know, it's pretty cool to have them in the forum where you can just scroll up and down looking mm-hmm. at each really quickly. I put the link into this is our uh, week three and four uh, discussion. I, it looks very long linked. Maybe it's because I'm not sure. But you could try clicking on that. I will have a link. If you're listening to the call, just check the uh, support links and it will be there. Or just go to the week uh, three and four. And what you'll see is if you scroll down, there's uh, Mar- there's Marilyn's chart with her uh, Gemini rising. Then we scroll down and there's uh, Brian who this is the uh, moon. His moon is trying your moon exact, right? And then the um, the friend who has Venus right on the moon, which is lovely. And uh, plus it means your moon is rising. Uh, when the moon is rising in another person's chart, um, there's a, they've written a song about this. It's a slice of heaven. It's a, it's a slice of heaven, and uh, it often is. So I'm sure that there is a mutual uh, support and friendship feeling in that, uh, in that connection. Mm, and yeah, it's, it's interesting that you say, yeah, it's just a friend at this point because, well, I'll tell you what, <laughs> those just a friends can be uh, the absolute perfect ideal um, form of relationship because when things just are no longer just friends and they're more than friends, a whole other dynamic slips into it. You move from an 11th house, uh, a 5th house kind of relationship and into a 7th house relationship, which can be very different. Very, very different. Mm-hmm. Same person, completely different dynamic. So appreciate, um, appreciate what this brings you because it's, uh, yeah, lovely. That's really lovely. Can everyone see that? I'd like everyone to uh, <clears throat> have a go at looking first at Marilyn's chart. Jeanette, is it helpful to just be on the the forum page where you can scroll up and down, or should we look specifically? Well, which page is it on the forum page? Are we talking page three? Three. Okay, okay yeah, it's at the end of the line. It's the last three things that were posted. Okay, right on. Um, if yeah, you're I, listening, I like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I do too. If you're listening to the call, it's no longer the last three um, probably posted. <laughs> but you'll just scroll until you see Marilyn's smiling face. And uh, you will see her natal chart. And if we can all just look at her natal chart right now, She's got Gemini rising, so we move our mouse over to the eighth house and keep going up there, and we see the moon in the sign of Capricorn. And we see that it's 15 degrees, Capricorn 46. Can everyone get there? I know this would seem remedial to some, but I just want to make sure nobody gets lost in the... It's remedial to me um, to find the... Oh, okay. No, okay. So, all right, but can we... Oh, you still... Finding the chart? Or have you found mm-hmm. the chart? No, I okay, haven't great. located the page. Are you, you haven't? No. Okay, so are you in the forum recording? Open the forum at the top. It, in the if you go to the okay if you go to the Skywatchers forum on the site, click that. We all get to see how fast your internet is now, and then. Okay, when when you've done that, you click on 
I'm just going to look to see. You're going to check, click on, check on, uh, chart reading like a pro. So down in the uh, GVA Circle courses, uh, the second kind of block of, of threads, it's the second one from the top. From there. And you, yeah, click on that. Mm -hmm. Excellent. And now we're going to click on. Uh, it's recording and discussion weeks three and four. And instead of cl just clicking on the name, if you slide over and click on the last post. The last one I see is reading and discussions. Uh, oh, there's there it is. Three and four. Yeah. Three and four. Okay, so you're going to go, uh, you're either on page three or get to page three and just scroll right down to the bottom and you're going to see three charts. Can you, can you see them? So what I'm seeing is... Um The title is uh, Recording and Discussion Weeks 3 and 4. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I see Kim and I see Quilly. Kim again, Quilly, Jeanette, Kim. I'm looking All right. at so if you, if you scroll down, there will be bottom right, there will be a page, and it. it says 1, 2, and 3. So click on 3. Oh, okay. Thank you. Done. Yeah. Okay, so now you want to go to the bottom. Just shoot right down to the bottom of page three, and you're going to see uh, Marilyn's posted three charts. The bottom one is her Facebook friend, and the next one up is Brian, and the next one up is Marilyn. AKA Deathline. <laughs> and we're on Devlin right now? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Devlin is Marilyn, yes. Thank you oh, yeah, that can be confusing, can it? Oh, sorry. All right. Now, so we're all there. We can see that she's Gemini rising, and we can look over. We want to find her moon. And the moon is a great place, as you saw with what we did on the uh, recorded call. We focused on a few things, but often we were going back to Jeanette's moon. So let's look at her moon, and it's in the eighth house in Capricorn at 15 degrees. Can we all see that now? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. So now let's just scroll down, and we just want to find um, our first connection to that moon and uh, our first look at Brian's chart, and we see that his moon is at 15, exactly. Virgo, we know Virgo is an Earth sign, and it is 120 degrees trine to Capricorn. And if you don't know that off by heart yet, just check the um, aspects um, talk in the essentials course and you'll uh, clue in. But trust me, it's 120 degrees away and trying to her moon. So those moons are in a sinistry trying connection. And it means they are connected, right? They are, um, they are activated. So being together for both of them activates their moon. Wow. Their moon. And if we scroll down again to her Facebook friend that she was saying is this just lovely rapport and connection, we see right away that it at that uh, 14 degrees of Capricorn, I would give 10 degrees either way. So we call this a very close conjunction. He has Venus 
on her moon. And we're looking at something very pleasing. I mean, you're going to put Venus and the moon together. It's going to be super pleasing, usually. Now, the only uh, thing to realize is if I'm around people who activate my moon, I'm going to be feeling soft and sensitive and nurturing, and I'm going to be feeling understood. If somebody's got something connected to your moon, it feels like they get you. And that is a wonderful feeling. However, I also realize that if I'm disconnected to, with some of my feelings, if I'm struggling at the time with some emotions that haven't been processed, if I'm uh, cut off in any way, being around people that activate my moon is going to piss me off because I don't <laughs> want to be reminded of that. I don't want to know about it. So you can't ever look at a synastry chart. I know this is going to sound super complex, but you can't look at a synastry chart and there's Venus on the moon and you're going to say automatically, oh, beautiful. Because if either of them are having difficulty with what part of themselves that those planets represent, uh, it's, going to, it's, it's going to be challenging. And this is why relationships, have you ever had a relationship where it starts out and you are just crazy about the person? You can't believe how it, this is really, this is it, right? This is so fun. This is so exciting. And you just can't get enough of them. And somehow down the line, by the end, you hate them. <laughs> you hate the gut. Maybe this is just me. But you're repulsed. Whatever it was that you thought was so, so dynamite hot, that's gone. Um, nothing's really changed, obviously, in the synastry. Mm. But we're looking at two extreme expressions, and it might be that you've had enough activation <laughs> of whatever it is that's coming up. Or... Maybe you've processed something and outgrown that level and it's time for something new or whatever the reason. But I use that example. So you don't get in the habit of just saying automatically, oh, Saturn's on your sun. That's going to be challenging. They're going to make you work all the time or they won't approve of you. Not the case. Saturn on the sun can be an incredible bond and it can be really beautiful and strengthening and ooh, it can be really, really good. And you'll... You'll be surprised how many long-term relationships have these Saturn contexts. Um, and, and a moon, Jupiter, you might think, oh, that's the most expansive thing in the world, but it might be, you know, making, maybe it's a Cancer moon and it's making them feel very insecure, like, you know, wow, you know, I can't pin you down at all. I can't rely on you. And that makes the, the moon feel uncomfortable. So the, the point is, no blanket statements. Don't think that because uh, someone has a particular combination activation from another person that we, we are not going to go through a cookbook and say this is going to be good people you know write books like that and sell a lot of them but it's never going to work because you're not dealing with a finite non-growing uh, 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 thing you're dealing with a person whose emotions are shifting and changing, we're evolving, we're processing, we're uh, shifting up and down this whole range of uh, potentials. We're shifting universes, <laughs> basically, Jeanette. I think that's actually what happens, is that you can be in a relationship with someone and you can, your reality shifts, and that's when we wake up with someone else. It feels like there's completely someone else. That's a whole other talk, but um, that comes to mind.
or like with that Virago um, reaction, um, what may have initially been um, understanding and empathy becomes uh, aggravation and annoyance. <laughs> it can. It, it absolutely can. If anybody has kids, you know that, or anything, <laughs> it doesn't have to be kids that this comes to mind. They could, well, you know, at a certain time, you want to cuddle and it's just so lovely and you think, it's, you know, life just wouldn't be perfect without them. And another time, they're just nagging the heck out of you and you just get, you start to get irritated. Right? You're getting irritated. <laughs> Even your most favorite pet, you know, the, the dog's like, oh, cause, please, guys, be quiet. <laughs> just be quiet right now. And, you know, but you can have the time of your life in another situation. So, um, yeah. Uh, the, the idea is to don't get in the habit of thinking that anything's fixed or that you can say this is that because you can't. But you can say, what you can say is this is waking up. You will always be able to say, for example, as Marilyn's um, both these charts, is her moon is activated. Now, how she feels about her moon being activated is um, going to, you know, that's going to depend <laughs> on a lot of other circumstances. But you can say that this is going to really wake up that part of the chart. It's interesting, right. Tim, when you when you add it to the uh, transits and things too, isn't it? It's like the universe giving you a helping hand um, in unfolding, the way things unfold and unflower. Um, oh, because, I mean, yeah. Venus on my moon is just, I mean, it's because the moon actually was my lowest score. I mean, three oh, to four. Okay. I, okay. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, so that Venus, particularly in the whole transit of Pluto, I mean, this is about a year-long Facebook friendship. But, um, I mean, yeah, I just see it as the universe really, I mean, just supporting you in that growth. It's quite amazing to, uh, it's quite a gift uh, to feel that kind of comfort and ease and recognition and understanding. It's, uh, it's all part of the growth, isn't it? Yes, and it is, and it's synchronistic. It's linked. You're getting a, a Pluto transit to the moon, there will be, you know, your moon is getting activated. And one of the primary ways of activating a moon is to put a person in there that you care about, you know. And yeah. this is how, this is what we will attract. Or, or a, uh, an animal or a property or a, a job you love. There's a lot of ways something will shift and come into your life and it will activate that kind of nurturing love that the moon represents. And, uh, and that you desire. And that's why with that little pop quiz, whatever your lowest score is, because you're not living it, that is what you are attracting into your life next. So there's your lowest score, which is, uh, which is the moon and representing something activating in the moon. And um, we'd also be thinking that someone with the sign of cancer, which of course opposes your moon, could uh, come in and cause all kinds of fun. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, thanks for letting us use that example. Um, so, Kim, do we have, have any? Yes, yeah? I have a question. So, yeah, just for the basics of looking at a synastry chart, uh, I had read somewhere that we you start with sun, moon, and ascendant. 
and then looked to the sexual planets after that. But uh, first of all, do you agree with that? And second, are we looking at just aspect, or are we also looking at sign? Oh, good, very good questions. And we are looking at signs because let's just answer that first. Think of the signs. Let's look at another example. Um, Joe put some... I think Joe put charts up. If we go to the gallery, I'm going to the gallery. Um, now, I think if we scroll down, um, yes, Joe's got the synastry chart here. So let's click on that. I'm going to give you the link. It's 882. If you're cool with those numbers, you know how you put the numbers at the end of the, of the uh, image links. There's a nice, Big, don't be confused by the uh, two rings, but we're looking at uh, another way to examine the synastry chart, and it's actually by putting, uh, for example, here we have Joe's chart in the inner circle. Okay, Joe's in the inner circle, and uh, do I have that right? Yes, because there she is with the Sun, Mercury, and South Node in Sagittarius in the twelfth house. Are we all? I just want to tell Michael. I, Michael, I emailed you the link. Um, oh, because oh, she's not looking at that. Oh, thank you. But yeah, okay. So uh, what has happened with this chart, which is a, called the synastry chart, is we've put the uh, other person as the outer ring. They are plotted around the outside just like you would plot transits. Okay, so this reinforces the feeling of um, people as permanent transits. And to answer the question about the signs, Think about the signs first in terms of elements. If you are particularly, for example, Joe is fiery and she's got the strong earth going on. That's kind of her, well, she's got the water too. She's a bit of a mix. But if we look at her um, her sun, fire, uh, and then the uh, Venus and Mars uh, trine, the the Virgo, uh, Uranus, and Pluto, and so forth. We just look just at that. We can see there's a very strong earth and fire uh, representation. Mm-hmm. Now, um, and then, of course, she's got the uh, Saturn moon um, in Pisces, but that also has a Capricorn flavor. Does anyone know why I would say Saturn moon in Pisces feels like a bit like Capricorn? Saturn. Yeah, it's conjunct Saturn. So the Saturn, uh, it brings to the moon a Capricorn feeling. So that's why I lean more towards this earthy. Okay, the only thing kind of air quotes missing that she doesn't have a personal planet in is air. And often we will attract that. In this case, she has not. Okay, in this case, she's she's attracted someone um, who is remarkably like her in the sense it's very earthy. And uh, and also the waters. He's he's got the Mars in Pisces and North Node in Pisces, right on the activating the Moon there. Um, Saturn, yeah, he's basically very earthy. And uh, and then the Moon in Fire. Both these charts are missing air, which is um, interesting. But this is how we start to look at it. You you might find the other person really balances something that's not happening in your chart. Or the two can kind of collude to say, okay, well, air isn't really a big part of what's going on. So I, I would find it very interesting to know the dynamic of this relationship 
because something out there has to carry air. In some way, something has to carry the idea of flow of energy, of communication, the thoughts, the ideas, the perspectives, the objectivity, and um, maybe uh, maybe they meet online and there is a um, you know a, a, a asynchronistic back and forth emails or chat rooms that kind of thing which again carries that air component or um, uh, maybe they meet in a course of study or <laughs> but yes the, to answer the question is yes it's always important to look at the um, elements in particular and also to see what's cardinal who's who's really driving we know that cardinal is assertive regardless of whether it's um, Aries cancer to, uh, Cap, or um, Capricorn uh, or Libra it has a push to it it has a strength to it and or are they very fixed are they um, is one of them very fixed and the other you know has the push and the other has the dig in <laughs> so these are um, really interesting ways to to compare you'll also find charts where let's say earth is missing um, and there uh, maybe one's very fiery and the other is uh, really airy and uh, nobody has much uh, earth and you'll find maybe if they have a house together that house becomes the earth, the grounding. Sometimes they have a child together, and the child is earthy, which is, uh, it's better if it's a house, <laughs> because nobody wants the kid to have to carry uh, energy for the relationship, but it probably happens all the time. Uh, maybe water's missing, and uh, or maybe water's super activated, and you know that there's going to be a very powerful sensitivity and emotional component to the chart. So these are ways that we might use the, uh, the elements of the signs and the modalities of the signs um, to help understand what the, the relationship is like and what the dynamic is. Sometimes there's a, a, a very strong mutable component and everybody's so busy and so flexible and so you know, exploratory that nothing ever actually gets pinned down. <laughs> so, or maybe one person is very mutable and the other is very fixed, and um, that has problems because somebody is very spontaneous and the other person wants plan, 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 plan. Well, well, that's my that's one of the things I was wondering. So, it isn't necessarily that um, similarities are good because what I heard with our quiz was that opposites can be attractive right like if i if i've got if i'm missing an element i may attract someone who completes that so so i'm I'm not formulating my question very well but it seems like i can't tell just from whether there's similarities or opposites because both could I don't know. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not summing up yeah. very well. No, I get, how, yeah, what, what I'm looking for. I get exactly what you're saying. Both have their value, and yeah. at different times in our lives, we need different things. There could be a time in our life where we need similar to help us ground into what we've become at that point. Maybe we've just stepped up and expanded we've got a new job more responsibilities and uh, or maybe we've just started a family or just started a big uh, financial venture and it's really cool to have a, a earthy 
um, support, whether it's a business partner or friendship or, or, or love relationship. It feels really good to have someone with maybe strong Saturn or strong uh, Capricorn in their chart or, or Virgo, and they help us organize and they help us reinforce where we feel grounded and we feel that we're taking on more responsibility. That feels great. And um, then, again, <laughs> there's other times where we feel like, okay, now it's time to break out and expand. I want something more innovative and more exciting, and we might, uh, we might attract something altogether different. We might attract someone with a lot of Jupiter or Sagittarius or a, a Uranian quality that um, shakes us up, and it might be something that's been missing in our chart, and it offers us to experience that new side of ourselves. Uh, the same can be feel familiar. Uh, it can make us feel, um, well, it can be boring because we already know it, mm-hmm. or it can be solidifying because we need to reinforce it. Uh, different is always stimulating. We're either going to, yeah, we're going to react to different, whether we love it and you know, we fall in love with it or it repels us. Different is always going to um, light things up. Synastries uh, with a lot of oppositions, where you see sun opposites, uh, moon oppositions, sun moon opposition, very stimulating. Uh, very stimulating because the um, the signs are going to be different, but the modalities are the same, and it's it's going to or the elements will be different. Modalities the same, and it's uh, uh, it, it lights a fire, even if it's earthy. It really it gets us going. So both. To answer the question, they can both be really cool for us at different times in our lives, and we know what that's like. We can get we can get bored with the relationship, or oh, I've seen relationships. Well, I'm Leo rising. I've attracted a lot of Leo rising partners, and it's very stimulating and exciting and fiery at first, and then it feels competitive. I will admit to the world on the internet, it can feel like it can feel very competitive, <laughs> and too much of the same thing um, can, yeah. Especially if it's fiery and you've got that kind of co- competition, is stimulating. It's there's some people that you know you don't necessarily it's, want to compete with the love interest. It is can, that is that just because it's Leah or because it's fire, Kim, or is it does that happen with other elements too? Like if there were two air people or two earth people, would they also experience competitiveness? They could, but probably not to the same degree. I think because two air signs like a Gemini and a Libra, they could just catch it. You know, there would be so much to talk about and stimulate. Oh, we're the same signs. Yeah. Actually, I've had a lot of Geminis too. Um, (laughs) Yeah. We've done a call on your exes. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, boy. (laughs) Yeah, it was. When you're comparing a synastry, Kim, do you yes. um, uh, go back and forth um, in terms of uh, making one the signature chart and the other um, outside? You know, a compound chart going. Yeah, back it's a forth? good way to. Yes, it's a good way to do it when you're learning. I switch them in my mind, but it's a good way to do it when you're learning because you can actually physically see. Um, where the uh, where where that person is acting as a, a transit to you because if you flip it then for example with Joe's synastry let's try to find something 
here. Um, her, we know that her Mars is stimulated by his ascendant, and uh, when we, well, I don't know if that's good. I'm just looking for how this works. Uh, but when you flip it, we can see also, uh, we can see that in the reverse. The, their charts are very similar. It's harder to see, but because, you know, she's got his, his ascendant, her Venus is there, and, and uh, we swap it, or no, that's his Venus, sorry. Uh, his ascendant, her Mars is rising, and her ascendant, um, his moon is, or his sun is rising, so it's not as huge as a switch, but yes, to answer your question, yes. Um, do them both ways, and you'll be able to see that. Also, just looking side by side, you can go back and forth, but it, it helps if you're learning. I can't tell you how much it helps. Print the chart. Print both natal charts, and then write the symbols in around the outside wheel as mm -hmm. if they were transits. You have the actual act of creating these symbols is going to help you understand them because you begin to engage with with those symbols. Mm. Does that does that make sense? Very yeah. helpful. Now, Jeanette, your other question was Sun Moon Ascendant, then everything else. Yep, that's uh, look. What we're looking for is a simple, easy way in, and I think that is a good place to start. I like to look at, okay, what's really full-on activated, like by a conjunction or an opposition. Um, the squares and other aspects are important, but I like to see what's on top of each other, what's opposite each other. But And, and a good way to start is, okay, let's look at the sun. Uh, is there another example we want to look at that we haven't? Um, let's, let's look at um, Mary Ellen. She's got, she's in the chat. You're not ringing. Have you dialed in? I don't think she's dialed in. But if we go to the forum, no. If we go to the gallery, we'll just do this before because we're getting to the top of the hour. And if you click on, we've got Mary Ellen's natal chart, and then I put her partners in for her because those were actually PDFs when I got them. So I had to um, make them. So do we have but, numbers on those? Yes. Sorry, um, eight uh, eight nine five. I'm popping it in here as well. So click an eight nine five. I'm just going to pull that out. Do you, you guys could just pull your tabs out, and then you've got two browsers going. If you want an easy way to <clears throat> grab uh, two charts and put them side by side, and let's just look at. Uh, let's. I'll just click V which is 898, and I'll put that in there. Oh, V and N are the couple. Okay, don't look at that first chart. We're going to look at <laughs> Sorry. Glad I read that. I guess you all matched up with the wrong person. Um, okay, so we're going to be looking at V and, sorry, let's get Scrap, Mary Ellen. Go back. Let's get Ian which is 899. Is this making sense? Yeah. Janetta, we're just yeah. getting... 899 right, and, and 898. Yeah. N and V. Got it. Beautiful. All right. So we've got N and V, and we're just 
I'm putting them side by side. Side by side. And now, this is all, This I haven't looked at these yet, so it's brand new to me too. And let's everybody just look and we think, how, where do we, um, where do we engage? And I think before we just start looking at signs and modalities and elements, let's just go to, for the super easy. And as Jeanette said, think about um, the sun or the moon or the ascendant. And I've got one. <laughs> everybody, let's just look at the moons, okay? Engage in first with the moon. What do we see? So in Ian's, we've got it at 12 degrees of Aquarius. And in V's, the moon is at, oh, 18 degrees Aquarius. Oh, 26. Isn't it no, 19? 18. Sorry, 19. 19. Sorry. 19, Sorry. yeah, 19 to 18. The bigger, with these chart styles, uh, it gets confusing where they put those um, uh, degrees, but the degree is always in bold, and the minutes are in, the hours are in bold, and the minutes are in uh, not bold, not bold. Okay, so they're conjunct. And this is just this is what we were just talking about, right? What happens when uh, something is the same? So we've got two Aquarian moons conjunct. Um, and they're both fixed. And they're both fixed. F I Y. Uh, my moon's ten Aquarius, so I'm I want to meet these people. <laughs> <laughs> and I am right now. I'm looking at them. Um, so. This is very interesting. I actually had a guy who was a Gemini born like a day after me and had an Aquarius moon like mine. Different year. Um, yeah. How long it's did that last? Three weeks. <laughs> it was a really good three weeks. <laughs> I think three and a half weeks. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, this um, was a long time ago. The focus, Kim. The moons, um, the moons conjunct. So, what can we think about after everything that we've talked about today? What What do we think about a relationship where the moons are uh, in the same sign? What do you think that would activate for them both? Well, obviously, similar. Um reactions, but I keep thinking fixed air, which um, with Aquarius can be um, maintaining um, an open mind or um, or being in opposition. Well, that's a good point. I think the first thing to know about the moon, if the moons are together, if the moon, remember I said when the moons are activated, it feels like they get you. Your emotional, your emotional core is touched in some way, if you let it, unless you're detached from it. Uh, Aquarian moons are notorious for detachment. Uh, we call it objectivity and perspective. <laughs> um, but other people say detached. You're so detached. Um, anyway, um, that's just the moon. You know, there's other things that um, allow for 
connection. But yeah, and Aquarius moons can connect. I think that with these two Aquarius moons, there is some commonality. There's this feeling that this is how you give and receive nurturing is the moon. It's going to be the same. And Aquarius, it's an air sign that says, if you love me, talk to me. Use the words. I don't need to see uh, the material gift. I don't uh, need to go out and, you know, play frisbee and uh, roughhouse. I don't need a, particularly a deep emotional display. I need the words. Let's talk. Let's find communion of the minds and uh, the potential for that to be there with this, uh, the moons together is, is strong. Okay. Yes. Kim. A question. I was just looking at their sons. Me and, too. <laughs> and I understand that because I, <laughs> I keep doing that too. Square the sun. But um, so, would you think that because of the the sons are sort of, you know, a little abrasive with each other, that the it's the moon where they can come together. It's possible. It depends on the the type of relationship. If this is a business relationship, it can be outstanding to have this uh, dynamic with with the square. What what I'm seeing here, without getting too complex, is Ian's Sun and Mercury in Pisces is intercepted, and it's possible that that Pisces aspect of who who he is is a little difficult for him to get in contact with he might be more identified he's got mars and aquarius too he might be more identified with his aquarian nature and the air he's got a strong aries uh venus and the south node so that aries energy is very familiar to him um he's got uranus square the moon so there's that uranian more aquarian energy pouring in Got that right? Yes. Um, the Pisces melt and merge um, sensitivity, he might be a little disconnected from. Okay. And when we look over here at uh, V's chart, we see she's got Jupiter in Pisces. So what's it like if you had Sun in Pisces and you had a Jupiter transit all the time to it? What's Jupiter do? Expand. What's Jupiter he expands. He expands. He's going to be right on there. He's right in that interception, expanding oh, it. And, and the reason, let me just finish this thought. In V's chart, that Jupiter is square her sun. And so her sun, depending, it's, I guess her, or uh, I'm not sure what um is, but uh, this. The Jupiter, like all this person, all their life has had the Pisces uh, Gemini square. The Gemini can become a mouthpiece for it. So it's quite possible that Gemini here talks a lot about things that <laughs> Pisces um, may or may not be wanting to avoid. Do you see how this square can work for them? They remind them of, hey, look at all these sensitive, you know, behind the veil, the world's, you know, more than what you think. And they might be talking about multiverse and law of attraction and all these uh, things that could uh, that feel very uh, expansive. And, you know, um, they might be right down into the, into the quantum physics, many worlds theory, et cetera. 
and you know, uh, Pisces over here with the interception might may or may not want that. Unconsciously, yes. Unconsciously, they're going to attract someone who's going to activate that interception for them, of course. Um, but how they then engage with that. So that if when you said the word abrasive, I think if that's the case, that's where it would come from. I have a, several, several close relationships uh, to Pisceans, where our, um, uh, my sister included, and our Mercuries are even square as well. In this case, we've got Mercuries uh, over in, in uh, Cancer, so uh, the Mercuries are trying by sign, and that makes a huge difference. It adds a lot more rapport because there is this uh, ability for silence, this ability for a kind of unspoken. But, uh, yeah, it, what I'm saying is there's no way of knowing how those two, whether that's abrasive or stimulating, but we know for sure it's going to activate something that wants to wake up in Ian's chart. And there would be a natural uh, drawing in towards that. Plus the ascendants are reversed. Let's just finish up by talking about what that might mean. Um, so the first house is, that's me. Seventh house, that's them. Okay? So here we have a couple, and it's reversed. What, anybody want to hazard a guess what that might be like? I, I think I can speak from personal experience to say it's extremely bonding and attractive. Mm. Yeah. yeah, beautiful. Yeah, because they're, they fit. There, that's you. There's the charts are flipped over, and so what I, my ideal other, my vision of other, is you, and your vision of other is me, and we, um, we. That's a knowing. That's a, that's a knowing. So yeah, that can be a very um, strong uh, connection, a very strong attraction. Mm-hmm. I feel one of my very best friends is a Pisces who squares my. Um, sun and uh, is Aquarius rising. Yeah, total flip of my chart. Wow! One of my best best friends for decades. So well. you each you each can point out things that the other is able to see but might not have thought of yet. Oh yeah, it's a real and because it's a friendship, it's a girlfriend. Uh, there's it's easier. <laughs> to say that it's easier. <laughs> I have two thank yous before we hang up. I wanted to thank um, Jeanette for sending me that link. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. And Kim, I wanted to thank you for um, um, our correspondence on um, ritual magic in the sixth house. That oh, was cool. absolutely oh. fascinating. Oh, you're very welcome. You're very welcome. Um, I'm glad that resonated. Yeah, it's very cool, isn't it? <laughs> all righty. Kim, okay. I feel like we could do this all day long. I never get tired of looking at charts with you. Um, yeah, so it's pretty fun, this. isn't it? It's fun. Now, if anyone feels like they're just staring at these charts and going, what the heck, I don't know what's going on, what Jeanette said before is just start, make it really simple, start with the moons. What are the moons doing? You look at that. You think about that, and uh, and then check the suns, and you do find yourself a little order. And I used to go through and just make 
um, I didn't show you an example, but there's this uh, sinistry grid where you have all their planets going down one side of a um, spreadsheet. And is that called spreadsheet? What's the thing that's got all the little squares in it? And then uh, you put uh, your planets all across the top. So, and then in the square that's uh, the graph that you make a graph between the two suns, you put if there's an aspect, you put it in there. And then you look at your moon to their sun, and you go through the whole thing by hand. And by the end, you have a, a lovely grasp, not only of the aspects spotting aspects and understanding what they are, uh, you've identified what the uh, connections are by planets. But as Jeanette pointed out before, it's really uh, important to look at the signs as well. But what I, I want to reinforce is this is, a, <laughs> this is a lifetime study, and we just take it one step at a time, one, one bit of knowledge. But the idea, this is a real LOA approach, is... Go for what feels fun. If it feels like a drag to write out all the uh, aspects by hand, then um, you you know you your Virgo's in empty house Virgo and <laughs> not into it. That's fine. That's fine. Go. You might want to go straight uh, to look up the synastry grid. You can get that grid on um, when you go to have these charts done. On you can do a synastry chart on uh, after.com, which is a really poor synastry for reading because none of the degrees are in there. None of the uh, I don't like them at all. But you can click on the upper left-hand corner. It says uh, a PDF of uh, what's it say? Further um, further aspects or further details further information, just click on that, the PDF in the uh, upper left-hand corner of your astro.com, and you'll get uh, that grid. You can look at it. You might like to just look at it and spot where those connections are, or you might like to do them out by hand. Go with what's fun. Look at the charts that light you up, and just let discoveries come one at a time. And slowly but surely, yep. When I'm in love, I spend all my time making lists of, you know, every aspect with each other in like a very long, well, several pages on graph paper so that I have everything written out by hand and then, you know, keep going tinier and tinier just because it's so much fun when you're doing it with somebody that, you know, you have a crush on or whatever. Agreed. and be doing that, like you said, writing the symbols out by hand on the left is, you know, very, um, I don't know, there's something sexy about it. <laughs> yeah, good point. Good point. I think I learned, yeah, all my synastry by first doing my chart and comparing them to every past, present, and potential future um, possibility uh, that I could think of, including movie stars. And it's really fun. <laughs> and so yeah. that's the thing. You know, the the idea is to have fun with it. Do it in a way that you're going to get some aha moments. You might find if you do it with siblings, with a sibling, you're going to get, holy cow, you're going to get a um, wow. So that's where that, that's why they see mom like that and I don't. Or what you'll get insights. So find ways of, of playing with this. It's not only going to help your uh, your just understanding of astrology, your ability to read natal charts, 
but uh, your understanding of yourself and what you're attracting into your life. And it's going to really behavior. help you. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. And you'll get some perspective. So, All right. So let's play with this this week and bring it to the forum where we can talk about it some more. Uh, like Jeanette said, I can talk about this all day long, which we have demonstrated. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, everyone, for joining this conversation today. It was super fun. Super fun. Thanks, guys. We'll see you in the Thanks. forum. Thank Bye. you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.